Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Hey everybody, Pastor Roger here. If you don't know who I am, I'm the Executive Pastor at Inspire, and I am so excited because today I am sitting next to my best friend, my favorite person in the whole world, my wife. Good morning. Good morning. good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whatever time you're actually listening to this. It's so good to be here. And yes, this is my favorite person, my best friend too. So excited to get this going. <laughs> Becca, man, these uh, these podcasts has just been amazing. Um, and we're only, you know, nine days in, but the the eight that I've, I think there's eight that have been posted. I could be wrong. Um, man, I've just been so good. Yeah, I know. It's hard to keep track because they've been so good. And if you're like me, you maybe you've gone back and listened to it again. Um, but I want to challenge you, uh, if you're listening out there, maybe you, this is your first time, you know, your first time listening to the podcast, go back, re-listen yeah. to some and um, start the journey out with us right now because they've just been so good. And maybe you have listened to them. Maybe you've started from day one, go back, take the notes and keep the rhythm. So good. Yeah. Rhythms. I mean, this series on rhythms has just been uh, instrumental. And uh, in fact, I've been love, I've loved just watching you sort of incorporate new rhythms into uh, your life, babe. Um, and so usually, you know, we get home from work and then it's dinner and homework and, and get the kids to bed. And then when the kids are, are in bed, that gives, you know, opportunities for chores and, and folding clothes. Yep. Um, and then, you know, we might pray a little bit together, watch a little movie, uh, show together, read a book. Um, but, uh, lately, uh, I've loved just seeing you uh, take time to do prayer walks and to journal. And how's that been going? Yeah, no, I think that this 30 day journey, I'm definitely grateful, thankful, uh, challenged to really just take time and pause and, and just do some inventory on what rhythms I have going on in my life. Um, definitely diving uh, just head first into this. I've really just enjoyed um taking time to just stop and not hurry. Mm. You talked about this in your sermon the other day about how sometimes you just walk into a room and you're rushed walking and that's just your posture, right? Mm -hmm. We're always in a state of of hurry. And um, I just, I'm thankful for just this reminder to just stop for a minute. Let's take some inventory and, you know, just something simple that I've been doing. We're going um, off campus for lunch and, you know, sitting in silence for a minute. And if Mm. you're someone like me who is used to a lot of noise around, um, that's definitely challenging, but I'm enjoying developing and incorporating new rhythms into my life. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. Well, we are uh, adding another podcast segment on fasting. Um, And uh, as I was thinking about fasting, I really wanted to highlight a facet of fasting that uh, doesn't really get touched on a lot. Um, And so because it's usually a sub point, but I think it's an important sub point of fasting, uh, one that I think uh, would is really interesting and one that we don't tend to think about. Um, a lot. And, and that's this, that fasting is bigger than yourself. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, when, when we think about fasting, um, most of the time, uh, it's about us, right? And that not necessarily that's a bad thing, right? It's about us getting closer to Jesus Christ, or it's about us, you know, bringing a petition before the Lord, or it's about us being obedient because the pastors called us to fast. And all those are, are beautiful things. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a, one aspect of fasting too, that, that I think gets missed, which is that um, as you fast, um, it's not only about the vertical relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But fasting should also result in a stronger horizontal relationship. That's good. Right. In other words, um, uh, fasting should result, one of the results of fasting mm-hmm. would be us being involved in social justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I just said a loaded word, so I'll explain <laughs> that in a minute, but, but we'll get there. Right, right. But, but basically, right, when you fast, what's happening? Well, uh, you are growing in your relationship and love towards Christ. And as a result of your love towards Christ growing, then your love towards others will grow as well. Right, right. right? And I think we've been, you know, maybe you're like me, we've done, you know, several fasts and maybe growing up in the Christian community. Mm. Um, we have this general concept, but um, trust me, you guys are going to get a, a new perspective on what fasting can do. So let me just jump right in. Can we jump right into yes. the word of God? Isaiah chapter 58 one through 11. I'm going to try to go through this quickly. This will be your, your Bible reading for the day. We got this going. All right, let's go. Isaiah 58, one through 11. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob, their sins for day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only for a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Verse seven, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. Finally, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. 
Amen. Amen. It's a word. Yeah. Now I know that passage was long, but it's so good. And, and I just want to kind of maybe highlight a few things um, really through the rest of this podcast. Number one is that fasting takes you outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, fasting causes us to do justice. And number three, fasting causes a social impact. I love that. Um, and so uh, really when you look at it there, when you read this passage, there's definitely a correlation between fasting and how you treat others, right? right? So the first few verses, verses one, two, and three, you can definitely tell that he is talking to, you know, men and women of God. Right. These are people that he says, for day after day, you seek after me, right? And, 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 and you fast. And then they ask God, like, well, why, why have we fasted? And you've not seen it. We've humbled ourselves. Why haven't you noticed, right? So he's definitely talking to believers here, right? right. But then if you notice in verses four, four and five, he begins to talk about how they treat others. You see that? And so he talks about how your fasting ends in quarreling and you exploit your workers and you do as you please. And, um, you know, uh, and, and there is definitely a correlation between the right kind of fasting and the wrong kind of fasting and the right kind of fasting will impact how you treat other people. That's good. Right. That's good. In other words, um, it just won't be something that transforms you inwardly only be only between you and the Lord, Mm -hmm. but that transformation will also, it is so powerful um, that it actually will change how you treat others. Right. Right. And really um, if you look at it, what Isaiah is saying, it's the same thing that Jesus says, right? Mm. It says the type of relationship you're going to have, let's just name them off here. You have what with the poor, with the oppressed or marginalized, those of different races than you. Here we go. The immigrant, the refugee, the type of relationship, or even how you treat these people is how you treat me. And if you don't have a relationship with them, then you don't have a relationship with me. Right. That's what Jesus says. I mean, when when Jesus, Jesus was talking to two different types of people Mm -hmm. to, or he he uses two groups of people, right? right? When these two groups of people that are going to get into heaven and, and one group gets in the other doesn't. And the one that doesn't, he says, listen, uh, you did not clothe me. You did not feed me. Um, and, and they said, well, when did we not do those things? And he said, when you did not do these to others, mm-hmm. there's a direct connection between your relationship with Jesus um, and how you treat other people. Yeah. Right? And, and I mentioned this earlier. Um, mm-hmm. One of the fruits of your fast is how you treat others. Right. Yeah. Right. What fasting, one of the things fasting will produce, mm-hmm. right. Is this idea that, that you're not just thinking of yourself, that fasting causes you to realize that it's, it's more than just you, Yeah. Right. you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, this is why Zachariah says in chapter seven, he says this, ask all the people of the land and the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seven months for the past 70 years, look what God says. God says, was it really for me that you fasted? This is what the Lord almighty said administer true justice. Wow. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the widow or the fatherless. See that the orphan, the foreigner, right. Or the poor Mm -hmm. do not plot evil against each other. So there again, we see where God is talking is, is comparing like a, a, a true fast will do is it'll cause you to administer true justice to show mercy and compassion to one compassion to one another. Right. Um, how you treat the widow, the father. In other words, 
those that are uh, oppressed, those are that are marginalized, the foreigner, the foreigner was usually somebody that was a different culture than you, a different ethnicity, a different race, even a different religion than you, right? right. Or the poor. Um, and so, and so this is something that um, I think that oftentimes we don't think about when it comes to fasting. But again, I'll just repeat this because it bears repeating that in your fasting, it should be transforming you to be closer and closer to Jesus Christ. And as that relationship with Jesus Christ grows, as that love grows, then your love for others will automatically grow as well. And I like that you read that in Zechariah. Um, and it's showing here. What is Zechariah showing us? It's showing us a completely different kind of God mm. than any other religion has, you know, any right. other religion has or has had, right? right. Because here, just like the list of things that I said, the marginalized, the poor, you know, the immigrant, Jesus doesn't just identify with the powerful, but he identifies with the powerless. So um, mm. super, like it's distinctly unique, right? And we talked about this. Right. Yeah, it is unique because when you look at antiquity and you look at all other religions, uh, their God was with their rulers, their kings, the wealthy and the powerful. Mm -hmm. So, so like if you wanted to hear from God or if God were to speak through somebody, right. Or have a representative on earth, then in antiquity, what those religions believed is that that happened at the top of the social ladder. So that happened with the Pharaohs, the Kings, the rulers, mm -hmm. but, but not Israel. Um, that God was different. That God, uh, identified not with the powerful, but with the powerless. And this is just extremely important. Um, and so again, I just want to reiterate that if your fasting only serves yourself, then you're not really doing it right. That's good. If you're fasting, I'll, and you're, you know, I'm that person. Say that again, Pastor Roger. <laughs> if your fasting only serves yourself, then you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. If you're like me, huh, man, you are a results person. In my mm. personality, you know, you are, uh, you like to see the before and after you start a project and you're there to the end. You want to see it get done. You want to see it get done. Right. So like even in fasting, I think in, in my, um, Christian walk, you know, I grew up in a way, you know, I, I fasted for myself. Mm -hmm. I fasted for my family or I fasted for my church, mm -hmm. all good and well, but it was always an inward facing experience. It mm -hmm. wasn't something that was outward facing. Oh, me, I'd fast for my family. You say, oh, that's outward facing, but something beyond myself that doesn't necessarily, you know, touch me, you know, mm -hmm. personally, but something selfless, mm -hmm. right? Something for someone else. And, um, it's definitely this for this to be the metric, what you're saying, um, it definitely strikes me and challenges me. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, uh, what it is, is this, is that part of fasting is you're denying yourself, you're denying your flesh, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you're kind of denying even your strongest desires. Mm -hmm. And um, someone once said that your deep, as a Christian, your deepest desires aren't often your strongest desires. Mm, that's good. Right. And so as a, as a Christian, when the Holy Spirit now uh, infills you and you are walking in the spirit, your deepest desire is to follow Jesus Christ. Now your deepest desire is to do what Jesus Christ has called you to do. 
But that deep desire isn't always your strongest desire, mm. right? Your strongest desire comes out in all sorts of ways, you know, and what fasting does is it helps take those deep desires and begin to surface them. I like that, you know, and begins to put in, it begins to put into perspective, make you aware what your strongest desires are and, and, and really ask the question, wait a minute, um, you know, are these strongest desires godly desires mm. what god would want you know and we could probably do a 30 day um podcast on just that right. first point <laughs> right. how fasting number one fasting takes you outside of yourself is it okay if we hop on to number two yeah fasting causes us to do justice so if you're taking notes this is our second point about fasting causes us to do justice but yeah that's right. impactful so so when we say hey fasting um one facet of fasting is that it causes you to treat others differently, right? Mm -hmm. um, to love others, right? So then the question is, well, what does that look like, right? And and we've been using this word justice, and, and really we've been using it because that's the word that that God uses here. Right. Um, he says, you know, in Zechariah, administer true justice, or uh, in Isaiah, when uh, he says, "Is this not the kind of fast I've chosen you to loose the chains of the, the chains yeah. of injustice, Talks right? To the set." Yoke the oppressed mm -hmm. free, right? To break every yoke, right? And so the question is, and, and so that's why we use it. Um, uh, and I think it's it, it's a powerful term, but I also know it's it's kind of loaded. Yeah, you see um, that in, in actually verse six there. Right. Is not the, talks about untying the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. It's so right. good. I think one of the reasons it's difficult when we talk about social justice or justice, it's difficult because, Everyone agrees that there should that they should be on the side of justice, but no one can agree what justice is. Now, I just want you to hang on because I thought you said, "Wait, what does this have to do with fasting?" I thought we were talking <laughs> about fasting. Yes, go with it, run with it. Right, but 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 listen to this. Um, according to Scripture, biblical justice does not mean just charity. No. Right. It doesn't mean you're just gonna here here. I'm gonna give some money to this charity. Now, you you do do that. But it doesn't just mean that, but it also means advocacy, I right? I did the commercial, the 25 for 25 right now. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, Proverbs 31, 8 says this, uh, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So again, that right there is not charity, that's advocacy, right? Mm -hmm. it, it means to advocate. Um, and so when we talk about, well, what does fasting do? Well, it, fasting causes you to um, self-sacrifice. Fasting causes you to put somebody else before yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, it causes you to put God before yourself, right. right? It causes you to put your walk with Christ before yourself. Um, it causes you to put your uh, spiritual disciplines before fleshly desires, you know, um, and again, what that, what, what one of the things that will result in is, uh, is Proverbs 31, eight, that you'll speak up for those who, who cannot speak for themselves. Um, and so it's important to advocate, but, it, but, but also it means like to get involved. Right. I like that. So, right. So let's go back to verse six. Okay. Um, what does verse six say? Yeah. It reads like this is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Right. So here in verse, and then, and then in verse 10, mm -hmm. uh, you jump down and, and you see, it says a phrase. Yeah. It says to spend yourselves. In other words, right. not to just 
give money or be charitable because we we could do that right right but you don't think of it as just your own wants your own feelings your own life right so when it says that we are to you know loose the chains of injustice to break every yoke verse 10 says how how do we do that well we spend ourselves Mm -hmm. right we spend ourselves towards others so it's not just about you know like you said your feelings or your life Mm -hmm. um and this is really true. So like, for instance, most of the times when you and I argue, yes, right. I feel like this is always an example no, <laughs> well, because kidding. it's so good. Yeah. It happens, argue, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's because I usually get upset or offended. And most of the times, the reason I'm upset or offended is because I'm thinking about my own wants. <laughs> I'm thinking about like my own desires. Right. It's okay. We're, we're both there. <laughs> but again, the, what the rhythm of fasting will do is it shapes you into the person. It transforms you into the person mm-hmm. that Jesus wants you to be. So in other words, it makes you less selfish and more selfless, Ooh, right? Okay. It, 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 it may, it causes you to be left less sort of self-centered and more servant centered. That's good. Right. You, you have, you take on a servanthood, mm-hmm. less indifference and, and more compassionate right? Fasting shapes you. In other words, it causes you to be less about you and more about Jesus. Um, And here's the crazy thing about that is when this happens, um, then what we recognize is that is really our fastest point is, or or, I'm sorry, our third point is that fasting, um, it actually causes, it has the potential to impact society. Yeah. To have a social impact. Yeah. Right. It has the potential to, to really, um, impact the world around you, your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we see this in verse 10, right? You want to read verse 10? Yeah, I'll go for it. And if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness. Right. You see that if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, right, then your light will rise. Now, again, this is in context of what real fasting is. Mm -hmm. God says, is that the type of fasting I've called you to do? Just sort of religious fasting that, you know, that, or, 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 or is it something more? And he says, no, the kind of fasting I've called you to do is this, to spend yourself in behalf of the hungry to satisfy the needs of the oppressed and then your light will rise in the darkness in other words um the right kind of fasting and i think uh and uh i don't know if it was the first podcast we did on fasting um but simon had actually brought this out Mm -hmm. uh he touched on it like for he said it, it was like a 10 second or 15 second nugget that was like oh that's so good right that firebomb (laughs) yeah yeah he said like uh i I don't know if i'm saying it exactly the way he said it but basically that this kind of fasting this transformative kind of fasting um will cause societies um like communities neighborhoods individuals families it'll it it has the potential to cause them to change right Mm -hmm. in other words this is this fasting is in part a means of grace that God uses to bring light into the darkness, to bring the gospel to the lost, right? Yeah. To, to restore the broken. Yeah, And I love it because when, and we're just sharing this with, with some friends of mine about what fasting is. Mm. Okay. What fasting is, it's a denial. Yeah. It's a denial of mm-hmm. self, but it's also the, the reliance on who, who can 
uh, you know, fulfill that, right? I, I know who I'm not and I know right. who he is. Right. I know that I can't do it my, myself. And I guess what I'm really trying to say is I, I need to be fully dependent on him. Mm. And so when you're fasting correctly, your, your thoughts are conformed, your heart is mm. transformed, your mind, your thoughts are aligned. Right. And when you're fasting, you're replacing that. Okay, I'm not eating right now. So I'm reading the word of God. I'm mm. doing my prayer walks. I have these rhythms. Mm. And as you have that, you know, that fasting in place and you're doing it the right way, you become more right. like Christ. Amen. Right. And like Dallas Willard, mm-hmm. Dallas Willard said that fasting is feasting. Right. Right. That fasting is that even though you're denying food, you're feasting on God's word. You're feasting yeah. on who God is. Pastor right? Phil and, and Jamila, they just did an amazing podcast they on that did yeah. yeah go back and hear that go part. back and it's hear so that good. one that one is it feasting is fasting or fasting is feasting who knows right <laughs> right, right right so good yeah. so good and and i wanted to say this jesus said who the world will know you are my disciples how will they know so how will they know roger if the world will uh if we're his disciples right right this is so interesting because when jesus said this is how the world will know that you're my disciples mm-hmm. in other words this is how the world will know that that the church is authentically the body of Christ, or mm-hmm. this is how the world will know the gospel is true. If you didn't know how that ended, mm-hmm. you, I, I don't know about you, but I, I probably would have put a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> like, this is how the world will know you're my disciples because you can quote a bunch of Bible verses right. or because you've dressed your, a certain way. Your tithing record looks like this. Right. Or, <laughs> and, and, you know, and not that those things aren't important, but, yeah. but what he says is how the world will know you're my disciples is how you love others. Yeah. So good. It's how you love others. And, and again, fasting um, enables us to really kind of do those the, the, those three things. It, it takes you outside of yourself, right? It's not just about you and your in, you, instant gratification and you want it now and you want it your way, but mm-hmm. you're, you're laying down your will, you're, you're, you're laying down your flesh, right? Um, fasting causes you to do justice and what, what the Bible means by that. And, and, and because of that, there's the potential for social impact um, for those that are lost to really see um, the church, to really see Christians, ultimately to see Christ in his gospel. And that's exactly what it is. You break it down what the Great Commission is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what he's called us to do, to go outside of ourselves, to to be his hands, to be his feet, to be the light in the darkness, the salt of the earth, and, and all these things. And we want to complicate it. Right. We don't need to complicate it. And I just want to encourage you today. Maybe you're like, I don't know about this whole fasting thing. And I do want to say that I am so grateful for all the pragmatic, practical, um, practical podcasts that we've had oh man oh so man good. they've been just so good where it's giving you step one step two and just how to fast or different types of fast right. or even just personal fasting experiences and um you know and i think even in that it's just showing you that we don't need to complicate it our god meets us right here takes us right here where we're at and he wants to um use you to show his love towards others. Right. And I just want to end with this before we pray. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to kind of end on something practical that I think is so important. You know, when you start to feel those hunger pains, right. And your, your, your stomach is growling and you're just like, man, you know, again, what, what is something that you can do to sort of get through that? And, and 
it's really, again, not, it's really looking outside of yourself. So like what I do is I think about like what our Lord and savior went through on the cross. I think about how our brothers and sisters throughout history were tortured for the gospel for following Christ. And that these, these pains remind me of the sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. I think about those who have nothing, Mm -hmm. um, who, who hunger pain is, is their daily norm. Um, and, and, and I, and you, and I intercede on their behalf, you know? And so, uh, again, these are just, uh, I think pragmatic, uh, some pragmatic tools to, uh, what to do when you begin to kind of, you know, get angry or you're really hungry and you just want to grab a cracker or you want to grab a Snickers bar or whatever, you know, um, though, those things really do help. No, I appreciate that. The other day you, you said this, even in your, your sermon about prayer is just like, Hey, every time you get distracted mm. or you want to, you know, you don't feel like doing it, praying or whatever, it, it, it relates to this rhythm as well. It's like, Hey, don't, don't feel like you failed. Or if you get angry about it, it's just another opportunity to turn to Christ, right. another opportunity to intercede for someone else, another opportunity to show love to someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we pray? And again, um, you know, uh, this, this, this podcast is, was just really to focus on one particular side of fasting, Mm -hmm. um, that maybe doesn't get touched on a lot, but I think is cool. I think is, uh, interesting to process and, and, and think out. Uh, and, and I think, um, it really helps us get a fuller picture um, of what fasting does yeah. that that is different than maybe other religions that fast definitely. right um because you can definitely look to other religions and see how they fast but but christ but the christian type of fasting is is very distinct, distinct and very unique so let's pray heavenly father i thank you so much i thank you lord god uh for the grace the mercy uh that we get to walk in not because we've earned it, not because it's merited, uh, but Holy Spirit, because of your love. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we continue to be challenged to make fasting part of our rhythms of being a Christian, not just not just for the four Wednesdays during this 30-day journey, but really to, 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 to make it a practice in our Christian walk, that Heavenly Father, that as we do that, God, that we will do the right kind of fasting, a fasting that seeks after you, a fasting that helps us transform, uh, that helps us uh, become who you have called us to be, one that draws us closer to you, my King, that one that helps us deny our flesh so we can build up our spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. This is fun. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's word.